Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcia Sill, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Doesn't happen often, but two days in a row, we have had to move around one-timers because we've got a guest uh, calling in in the regular slot of the news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Today, it's uh, Lucas Cormier, a defenseman with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, and is uh, off to training camp and the rookie tournament in San Jose. They should uh, be just uh, getting settled uh, there. We'll hear from him in about uh, 20 minutes' time, 25 minutes' time on the VGK Insider Show. He'll give us uh, an idea of what to expect from this weekend's festivities in San Jose tomorrow against Arizona, then it's Los Angeles on Saturday afternoon and Monday afternoon against the Anaheim Ducks. All games can be heard on Fox Sports Las Vegas tomorrow uh, 4 o'clock against uh, the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, looking forward to that. But right now, VGK Insider Show Thursday means our top five. One, two, three, four, five. It's Thursday, so it's time for the top five. That's pretty good. I like that. We can actually go on with the segment without carving up the opening. Oh, that's uh, that's a little that different. I, I don't mind it. What about you, Ryan? Cha- Chapman, like, um, uh, yeah, that, that was well done, Chapman. Like, uh, you, Mambo number five, Lou Bega, like, I... I'm not surprised this is where you went. I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either that or Sesame Street. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take I'll take Mambo Number Five. <laughs> I mean, it was a great Come song on. like 25 years ago. Top five, and if you're learning how to count, yeah, uh, top five this week deals with <laughs> the top goal scorers in the National Hockey League this season. I have asked Ryan to compile his list, and I will mm-hmm. sit on the sidelines and just offer various forms of commentary. Yeah, this should be fun. I, I really honestly can't wait to get your commentary on my top five list. Um, there, there's, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll offer my my reasoning behind where I went and why I went there, yeah. but let's start off with number five. Chapman, you, you don't have a number five, no, do you? No, he doesn't. No, I told you guys in the break that I was I was still working on getting better better throws in there than than the Sesame Street stuff. Ryan, okay. I'm All taking right. back okay. what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at number five, Ryan. Number five, I've got the greatest goal scorer of all time. Don't yell at me. Don't come at me. It is what it is. It's Alex Ovechkin. Um, listen, I don't expect Alex Ovechkin to have another 50-goal year. I don't, especially – at age 36, going to be 37 during the season. I just don't see it happening. But the window for Ovechkin to be as productive as he was last year is a small window, and it's shrinking by the day. If there was going to be another opportunity for him to really cash in and really get close to uh, that, that record from Wayne Gretzky and carve into his deficit at the moment, it's over the next couple of seasons, and I just cannot 
submit a top five without Alex Ovechkin. So he is my number five uh, in terms of what I project out as the top goal scorers next season. It will still take... It will till, still take an amazing effort by Alexander Ovechkin to crack the mm-hmm. top five based on last yeah. season's total where 47 uh, was just there to get you into uh, into the top five with Kirill Kaprizov and Kyle Connor. Okay, number four. Yeah. Number four. Uh, I've got Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, all the tools in the world to be among the league leaders in goals scored. Uh there's going to need to be an emphasis placed on Kirill Kaprizov to be even better than he was last year. I don't know if that's necessarily um, too simplified to say or if it's putting too much pressure on him, but he's the Minnesota Wild's best player. And with some of the departures that they've had and the cash-strapped, cap-strapped team that they are, they need Kirill Kaprizov to be even better than 47 goals and 108 points next season to be where they want to be. So, I see an uptick in his game. I I see no reason why he's going to slow down in that regard. Kirill Kaprizov is number four for me. It would be an amazing first three seasons if he cracks the top five this year in the 45 to 50 goal range. Coming off his first year in which he scored 27 goals in 56 games and last year uh, 47 and 81. Uh, That would be outstanding. But do not. I mean, if there's a player that's going to go on this type of run, uh, Kirill Kaprizov mm-hmm. is is right there. Okay, number three. Number three, Connor McDavid. And I debated about where to place McDavid for one reason and one reason only. When Connor McDavid decides that he's going to be the best goal scorer in the game, he'll be the best goal scorer in the game. And I feel like that day is coming closer and closer. I don't know if it's going to be this season, but there's something in McDavid that if he can find a little bit more consistency putting the puck in the back of the net, we all know he's going to get at least three breakaways every single game. If he starts converting on those, it's only a matter of time before Connor McDavid is in the mid-50s in terms of goal scoring. So I have him at three right now because I still think that the, the guy I have at number two is going to benefit more from what McDavid does then maybe what McDavid's going to benefit from the other guy. Um, and that's really kind of giving you my, my number two pick. But Connor McDavid is is right there, and I think there's a potential for him to surpass even Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews. McDavid with 44 last year, which mm-hmm. yeah. equaled a career high. Yeah. Surprising given the amount of goals that we've seen the last couple of years. You think that... And and you get you fall into these traps all the time. Surely he scored fifty before. Everybody's scoring fifty uh, <laughs> right now. But forty four is, is Connor's career high. But you're right. Mm-hmm. He's like Sid back in the day. Uh, Sid yeah. would work on this in the off season. He wanted to do this in in the off season, and and he would come back and whether it was face offs or uh, power play or uh, shooting percentage, he he would correct it. Connor, if he if he wants to to shoot a ton. And and make that a priority, then he can he can make it happen. His shooting percentage last year was 14. That's not particularly high for him. So if that gets up a couple of notches to 15 and a half, he's scoring 50. Yeah, and and I think 50 is within reach for Connor McDavid this season. No. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if again, if if Connor McDavid's one. 
at the end of the year, if Connor McDavid finds himself as the best goal scorer in the game next season, I wouldn't be surprised because it would be what you mentioned with Sid. Connor making that a conscious decision to put the puck in the back of the net more. And if he does, look out. And the other part of that is the rivalry or uh, being pushed, if you want to call it that, (laughs) by Austin Matthews and scoring goals and trying to equal uh, Austin Matthews. I, I... Players will always say the right thing when it comes to that sort of dynamic, but I I think that there's something there. Uh, Those are your top three. How about at number two? Yeah, so, and and just real quick on on Connor and and kind of the the relation to Austin Matthews, um, Connor McDavid wants to win another Hart Trophy, right? Like, we all recognize that and agree that, that he wants to be the best of the best. The easiest way for Connor McDavid to do that is be amazing like he was and then take the thing that Austin Matthews beat him at last year and beat Austin Matthews. So I wouldn't expect anything less from Connor going into next season. Number two for me is Leon Dreisaitl. He scored 55 goals last year. He's a machine. And you're talking about a guy that, that's going to do it at five on five. He's going to do it on the power play. He's going to have Connor McDavid and, and what Connor's able to bring to the table on the power play as well. I, I don't expect Leon Dreisaitl to fall off much from where he was last year. I would expect 50 goals as kind of his baseline and how much more after that really depends on how healthy he is throughout the remainder of the season. So Leon Dreisaitl, number two for me. Dreisaitl has scored 50 or more twice. So he might be positioned to challenge Austin Matthews the most. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah. would, would Connor McDavid consider it, if we talk about rivalries, and if there's, I'm painting this picture here, would Austin Matthews uh, being defeated by Leon Dreisaitl, do you think Connor McDavid considers that a win? Like, no, if, because if then he takes Leon him down will- somehow? No, because then Leon's going to win the MVP. Ah, teammate. That's no, happened no, no, before. No. Listen, listen. What Connor, so Connor has what to Connor do it himself. Be aiming for. Here's what Connor should be aiming for, right? He should be aiming for 55, 60 goals and 135 points. Mm-hmm. Like if Connor McDavid hits those numbers, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. It really doesn't. Like outside of Austin Matthews scoring 82 goals, like Connor McDavid would be the runaway favorite for. MVP. It wouldn't be another unanimous MVP. I think Connor has to do it himself. I think Connor has to be the best player in every statistical category on his own team and also beat Austin Matthews in goals scored to make it a no doubter. I was uh, and confident in this last year when I made uh, a prediction that Connor <laughs> McDavid uh, would uh, have more assists than yep. the closest competitor would have points. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the scoring race for one and two. Didn't work out that way, but Connor was still no. uh, 123 points. It's hard to believe that uh, that, that was some kind of uh, uh, less than exceptional season. But there's another gear for him. And the 123 points, ladies and gentlemen, a career high from, assume, the best player in the game. You can mm-hmm. argue that if you want, but I think in probably seven out of ten votes, Connor McDavid will get it. He puts up a career high in points, and we're then well, he's got another gear. He's got to work on his his goal scoring. So there's your your mm-hmm. top four: mm-hmm. are Drysaddle at two, McDavid at three, yep. Kirill Kaprizov at four, Alexander mm-hmm. Ovechkin at five. We are missing yep. number one. Answer that. 
Austin Matthews. Like, and, and the reason it's Austin Matthews, this kid's been scoring at a 60-goal clip for two seasons. I, I know that it wasn't a, a possibility on the table during – uh, the 56-game schedule that he'd get there. But if you extrapolate what he did that season over 82 games, he scores 64 goals. Uh, 60 goals last year in 73 games. I know that we're not going to talk about 50 and 50 because it's not the first 50, so it doesn't count for some reason. But the fact of the matter is the most prolific goal scorer in the game right now is Austin Matthews. I don't see any reason to believe that he's going to slow down. In fact, at 24, I think he's just entering his prime and can maybe be even better. There's familiarity with his line mates, his ability to put the puck on the net in in on the on the power play. There's really nothing that is telling me at this point Austin Matthews is going to slow down. Is he going to score 60 again? I don't know, but I think he's going to be right among the leaders in terms of of this category for the next five, six, seven, or ten years. So I chatted with him today. I asked him, "Can you score sixty-five?" He's like, "I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, uh, uh, if things go great, uh, but he, he didn't really want to go down that path." Mm-hmm. Uh, then I asked him, "What he thinks is the best part of his game?" And he hummed and he hawed, and I, I think it. I think it's his release. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he didn't agree with that. So then uh, after we got past it. So what's the thing that you ought to work on the most? And he didn't like that. And I don't mind that he didn't like that. He, he, he wasn't like that he question. He wasn't rude about it, but it sure. wasn't his favorite question. Uh, yeah. Just because he's it's probably a little unexpected too. Uh, yeah. not, I'm sure he doesn't get. Hey, Austin Matthews scored 60 goals last year. What's the one thing <laughs> they got to work on uh, a lot? But I was more curious. Like what's uh, what's one area that uh, that. Uh, he's got to uh, zero in on or would work on the most over the course of the summer. And he said, uh, I'm, I, I don't like talking about that. And he, he, there was a bit of fire in his eyes talking yeah. about that. And you got to see a bit of the competitor in, in there mm. with him. And that's not to say we didn't have a great conversation, but I love that, that back and forth with him on, on that and being so proud and uh, determined to be, like he, Austin Matthews enjoys being the top goal scorer in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. 100%. He embraces that. He should. Mm-hmm. It, it's the hardest thing to do in the league. Score goals. Score goals, yeah. It, it, you're, you're the best at that. You should want to hold on to that for as long as you possibly can. I expect that he will. I, I, I would not be surprised to see Austin Matthews take it into another gear and hit 65 goals. Like, is it expected? No, but if he did it, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Your top 10 cap hits in the National Hockey League mm-hmm. are $10.5 million per year and higher. In hour okay. number one, we told you that Nathan McKinnon is closing in on a contract extension, and it will start at $10 million. We don't know what the final number is going to be, but it's, gonna, it's not going to be single digits, as in nine or lower. And so that's ten or higher. I think it's safe to say he will he will jump into the top ten at ten point sure. five or more. Mm-hmm. Here here are your top ten. It's McDavid, then Panarin, Matthews, Carlson, and Dowdy are your top five. Mm-hmm. Then Tavares, Mitch Marner. So you got three Toronto Maple Leafs in the top ten. Carey Price. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. 
Sure. Taves and Kane are finishing up their deals this year. Uh, they yeah. they they won't get that much. But look at these these contracts. And is there a buyer beware with this due to the fact that Carlson's in the top five? Tavares is a hindrance to what Toronto can do right now. Price isn't playing, which costs them money, but actually they get that cap relief back. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. For my argument's purposes right now, that's a bad thing because they don't have the services of him. And then you've got Kane and Taves. Uh, Taves isn't nearly as productive as, as Kane still is. Is there a buyer beware when you look at the inclusion of Carlson, Tavares, Price, Kane, Taves? Five of the five of the ten, there's question marks around. Um, to a degree, sure. I think that there's always going to be buyer beware when you're when you're talking about eleven, you know, double digit, ten to eleven to twelve million dollar cap hits on any player at any point in time because this is a violent sport. It's unpredictable, and you cannot tell. What's going to happen? Like when Carey Price signed the deal, I don't think anyone expected that he would be in a position where because of injury, he's unable to play out the final three years of that contract. Yeah, half the deal, he's not going to play. Exactly. When Eric Carlson signed the deal, yeah, there were questions about whether or not he was going to return to full health, but even a 90% Eric Carlson is an $11.5 million defenseman with what he's able to do. It hasn't really panned out that way. There's still time, but Eric Carlson Eric Carlson could turn it around. Um, the interesting thing for me, like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, I don't feel like they fit because they've played right up until the end of that contract. And they won. And I, well, okay, fine. It, it, but they, they got they got great value. They got three Stanley Cups. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah. So like, if you're going to like look at contracts that you know you didn't get the you didn't get another Stanley yeah. Cup with these with these contracts, but you at least got more MVP caliber seasons from Patrick Kane. Uh, Jonathan Taves has had his moments. There have been times where he's been really locked in and good. There are times where he hasn't been, but. At least both guys are still productive players at the end of the deal. Overpaid, yes, but productive nonetheless. So the the Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, to me, don't really fit the bill, but it's it's always buyer beware. Anytime you're giving a player you know, upwards of $10 million to play in a game that's as unpredictable as hockey, there's risk in, in inherently there. Hey, I'm cherry-picking a bit there. I totally admit that. Uh, from yeah. contracts 11 to 15, in the mm-hmm. average AAV, Andy Kopitar at uh, 11, great value. Awesome player. Jack Eichel at 10, we're talking breakthrough year this year. And the mm-hmm. Vegas Golden Knights may get the most out of that contract uh, that Jack Eichel has. Uh, Sasha Barkov, outstanding. And then you got Bobrovsky mm-hmm. and Tyler Sagan. Uh, Bobrovsky has not been a $10 million player with the Florida Panthers. May win the Vezina this year. The way he bounces yeah. back and forth, he might. And Sagan, uh, no, they're waiting for that one to, to run out. Uh, interesting, though, when you when you talk about the, those contracts and in the grand scheme of McKinnon signing a $10 million a year plus contract. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I look at Nathan McKinnon and, and kind of the way that he's built, and if I were, you know, if I were going to bet 
on a guy being a productive player through the end of a of an eight year contract that starts at somewhere in the ballpark of ten to twelve million. I believe Nathan McKinnon can can be productive through the end of it. And you know, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, the one thing you probably shouldn't do, like if you're a GM in this league, the one thing you should probably shouldn't do is go long term or max term on a goaltender over ten million dollars because it just it hasn't panned out in the in the case of Carey Price and Sergei Bobrovsky. I'm with you on that one. Uh, McKinnon, 27 years old, uh, has got another yeah. year left on, on his deal. But, boy, can he fly. He's big. He's got the Stanley Cup. And uh, love him as a player. I'm just giving you the uh, flip side of it, the devil's advocate uh, of that contract that's going to uh, be a big one for him because, yeah, he was underpaid. I, I don't think Colorado should apologize for that. And no, I don't think they, no, they I don't shouldn't. think I don't think they owe him extra money because he was underpaid before. He'll get what the market <laughs> determines now. Uh, wouldn't that be great though? Like in football, you can rip up the deal. We just saw that. Mm-hmm. Rip up your deal yep. and go again. Uh, this you're you want you want uh, one in the hand, or do you want to guess and take your chances with two in the bush? What do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm a one in the hand guy. Well, uh, yeah, I figured you would be. I, I'm a two in the bush guy. Like, let's see, let's see what, let's see what comes. Uh, what are they? The mortgage rates? Do you want uh, a flexible mortgage? Or do you want one that's locked in? Flexible I think we know the answer mortgage. to that one. You're taking flexible? Mm-hmm. What? No well, way. I, I don't have to. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like. Like that, that 99% that of for me. population is sitting going, no, you don't want flexible right now. Uh, it's the VGK no. Insider Show. Lucas Cormier has found his way to San Jose. He's part of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, team that will take part in the rookie tournament. And he will join us on the eve of game number one against Arizona. It's where the players hang out on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Interact with the guys on Twitter. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the BGK Insider Show. City National Arena, Studio 31, Darren Millard at the NHL Media Tour. Talked to a lot of guys today. Going down the list, yeah. The likes of uh, Dylan Larkin chatted with today. Uh... Mark Shifley talked to for the podcast uh, today. So, so some of that uh, stuff. Andre Vasilevsky had a great chat with him tomorrow. Jonathan Huberto and Matthew Kachuk. And then I'm going to package those two interviews into uh, the first episode of the season. Don't, they're not going to be together. <laughs> they're going to be one yeah, interview yeah. and then one interview. But it's funny. The, sure. the, the guy that was traded uh, for each other and, it's, and, and what they've, uh, they've both been through. So I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to, to that as the players let their head on a little bit, let you inside, uh, inside their souls. Uh, Max Domi was great. Uh, Shifley, sh- like the idea that Mark Shifley uh, was asked to officiate his buddy's wedding this summer, a goalie, Eric Comrie, oh. from the Buffalo Sabres, used to be a Winnipeg Jet. And yeah. Shifley officiated. He married Eric Comrie in California. But then he said, "Oh wow, you buy a package of three when you get uh, the right to officiate." So he said, "If anybody wants a deal, I can marry you in California because I've got two left nice. in my package." Uh, so that's uh, oh, something that's to think beautiful. of. Yeah, uh, here's uh, my good friend uh, Lucas Cormier from uh, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Says he uh, is bound for San Jose and taking part in this rookie tournament this weekend, uh, taking on the. 
Arizona Coyotes uh, tomorrow on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, Lucas, thanks for joining us on the VGK Insider Show with uh, Ryan Wallace and uh, myself, Darren Millard. Uh, you guys arrived in San Jose? Yeah, we, uh, we're we actually on the bus right now. We just landed not long ago and we're to the hotel. Oh, so you have to do this around all your teammates? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I won't make you do anything. I won't make you stand up and do a dance or anything like that. But uh, how are how, how you feeling, pal? Yeah, pretty good. I think yeah. we had a good practice today. We're we're having fun and we're looking forward to get the the little the tournament started. Uh, I don't know whether you feel the same way, so I'm curious. Uh, I thought there was a lot of energy, a lot of uh, juice in the practice today. It was physical, intense. Uh, how do you see it? Yeah, we we all want to do the best we can and work hard in practice. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a good pace to practice and. We're going to try to take that into the game. Lucas Cormier is with us on the VGK Insider Show. The Vegas Golden Knights are rookies or uh, top prospects taking on the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow. 4.30 is the game time, 4 o'clock broadcast uh, with uh, uh, Brian McCormick on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So we'll reconnect uh, with Lucas Cormier as uh, that call is dropped. Again, he's on the bus. Anything can happen, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, um, it's got to be an interesting and, and maybe perhaps uncomfortable feeling of having to do this this radio interview when you are on a bus with all of your teammates but once we get lucas back up uh, i'm sure darren you'll find a some type of poking or prodding embarrassing question to ask it'd be great well i was I impressed that uh, that he was uh he was so uh, forthcoming speaking in a, in a normal tone because normally when you do those things you're kind of like you, you're trying to talk <laughs> and you're down low and you're you're whispering he was great yeah. he, he was awesome and yeah. i i, I he was great for the time that we had him. Hopefully we get a, um, a little bit more here. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it, one of those players that, you know, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing in these games for sure is, is I kind of, you know, bring it back to the, the beginning of the show. One of the guys that I think I'm most clued in on when it comes to uh, rookie camp and when it comes to the, the rookie showcase is going to be Lucas Cormier, the skill set that he brings, uh, the ability to, to, to put points up. How does that translate here against uh, the, the young prospects of, of some of the teams in the division. The Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow. Broadcast starts at 4 o'clock, so there will no be a Vegas Golden Knights insider show tomorrow. We give way to uh, to the game as Lucas Cormier joins us uh, on the Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas uh, VGK insider show. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, Lucas, I, I, going into these games, going into this weekend, like, do you put any extra added pressure or expectations on your performance individually, or are you just looking to go out there and play your game? No, I don't think we feel uh, too much pressure. I think it's just to, uh, to play as hard as we can and uh, show okay, what we, we can do. I'll play the, the game that we usually play and just uh, have fun all the it. Hey, you just got off the World Championship. Congratulations on that performance. Uh, do you think that Thank gives you. You, you a little bit of a – well, it's Canadian to Canadian, Lucas. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I enjoyed it every bit as much as, as you did. Uh, trust me on that one. But uh, did you, do you think that gives you a little bit of an added advantage or edge uh, at all coming into the camp? Yeah, I think it was good to uh, – there's some, some positive and negatives, I think, from, from playing in the summer. I think, uh, like you said, the uh, – I played hockey uh, during the summer, so that's like I think that's a good point to have be like in in game shape. But at the same time, I didn't uh, get a lot of training like I usually would. So I think there's like a positive and negative. But when you get the chance to represent your country, it's always uh, 
fun to do it, and I think uh, I don't regret my decision uh, for sure. A gold medalist of the World Junior Hockey Championship this summer in Edmonton, Lucas Cormier, getting set for the uh, top prospects, the, the rookie tournament in San Jose, representing the Vegas Golden Knights, Ryan. Yeah, Lucas, how do you feel like your game has grown over the last two or three seasons? Yeah, I think I I looked at it to keep improving, and uh, I think last season I improved a lot in my uh, in my defensive game and just thinking uh, defense first and the offense uh, to come later. So. I, I have to admit, though, I love seeing you down below the goal line. Uh, when do you? How do you choose when to go down there? You know, I think it's just uh, instinct. Like uh, it happens sometimes. Like uh, it's always fun to, to get involved in the, in the offense too. It's, uh, it's part of my game, so I'm now always gonna always gonna keep that and uh, just try to play a good defense with it. Lucas Carmier with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, it, that's such an interesting concept because like there's there's obviously places you need to be. There's structure that you need to play within, but then there's individual instincts, and, and you are a very very gifted offensive player. So how do you kind of balance what you need to do versus you know what types of things you would instinctually do? Yeah, I think uh, just try to like I said earlier, just try to balance it. Like uh, sometimes you. You need to play offense, but defense is always the, the most important thing to do first, and then the offense will come. But it's not as sexy as as playing defense. Like the, the, the <laughs> o- offense is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lucas, uh, uh, congratulations on the gold medal. Really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, good luck tomorrow. We've got the broadcast on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We can't hear, uh, wait to hear how you guys make out. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, buddy. No uh, Lucas Cormier joining us as the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, roll into San Jose, uh, about to uh, unload at the hotel and then uh, get ready for tomorrow's game. Four o'clock is when the broadcast starts. No VGK Insider Show preempted for the game uh, that starts at 4.30 uh, with Brian McCormick. Uh, two goaltenders, uh, defensemen, uh, Pretty established list uh, when you look at that. Uh, Caden Korzak is part of that uh, list. Leighton Ahak is is also among that uh, that group. And then uh, up front, you've got some guys that can really put the puck in the net. Uh, scores this weekend will be uh, fun to watch in the sense of who's lighting the lamp and by how many. Yeah, I, I, I'm expecting or hoping for I, I, I shouldn't say expecting. I'm hoping for some goals. I'm hoping for some production. And, you know, again, you you talk about the Golden Knights specifically and, and the players that they're bringing to the table here. Um, you want to see goals from Brendan Brisson. Like, it, you look at, you know, a guy like Patrick Gay and, and what he was able to do um, last year in, in, in putting the puck in the back of the net. You're, you're hoping that some of those players that have those high, bright offensive instincts are able to uh, break through here in this rookie showcase. And it's not mandatory that you go out and light it up. There is an element of development here. There's an, uh, a, certainly a factor of individual skill and performance uh, along uh, with the team. So going 3-0 is not mandatory. Uh, scoring hat-tricks is, is not mandatory. But you can give yourself a pretty good leg up going into next week or get an, uh, uh, an ability to stick around for next week's main camp if you're 
Morozov, if you're uh, Korzak, and I think Caden Korzak's already going to be there, but uh, like people like Zach Dean, uh, who are who are in the mix, uh, Lucas Cormier, uh, uh, Mason Primo is a guy that's been around uh, for for a yeah. couple of years. What's the next step for a big body that can control uh, a game physically? Uh, by just managing uh, being uh, in and around the, the puck. What's the next step for somebody like that? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, as you mentioned, like development's important and, and seeing strides, not just in terms of, of production and, and output, but uh, in, in the little things that you need to do. You mentioned Mason Primo's size, learning to, to kind of play within that size and, and be – uh, more physically imposing on the ice like those are things that are going to to kind of tick that box and you know it, I I wonder with a team as as kind of set up front as the Golden Knights are going into the season how difficult uh, some of these things might be but the fact of the matter is you're playing for your next your next game right these rookie showcase games for some of these young players that's an audition for their next preseason game. And then that preseason game is an audition for another one and another one and another one. And we saw last year with a guy like Daniil Miramanov where he came in, he was producing, he was doing the things you want to see a young player do, and it earned him more games and more games and more games. You're just hoping that a couple of players are able to do that. Uh, It's going to be awesome to see who on this list, uh, Joe Fleming, uh, uh, Connor Corrigan, Danny D'Amato, uh, who, who is on the top of our list come Monday when we're back mm-hmm. with you? Patrick Gay, who signs the uh, two-year contract uh, in the AHL with the Henderson Silver Knights yesterday. But uh, just a pure goal scorer, is, is it him? Yeah. Uh, Sepavalov, uh, the, the top draft pick of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to see him in a game situation uh, for, the, for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it'll be, you know, again, my, my initial impression of Matias Sapovalov is uh, Nick Waugh 2.0. And the way that he skates, the way that he moves on the ice, what he was able to do in development camp, it, it all kind of reinforces that that's the type of player in that ilk um, that, that he is. Now you get to see that in a game-type setting. And, you know, that's going to be really interesting for the Golden Knights because you, you talk about Brendan Brisson being the... the uh, the next big prospect for the Golden Knights, if Matias Sapovalov can, can go out there and, and show well in these games, I think that vaults him up the list. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he makes this team. He's not in the cards for this year. But mm-hmm. from an organizational standpoint, boy, does that give you some, some jump in yeah. your step going into main camp. Oh, for sure. Like, it, it it's... It, I should clarify, it vaults you up the list of prospects, right, not necessarily right. puts you in an NHL an yeah. NHL locker room. But I think that for the Golden Knights, specifically a team that, you know, again, is fairly set right now when it comes to forwards going into the year. You want to kind of be filling those spots as they come available. You want Brendan Brisson to work his way into the lineup this year or next year. You want Matias Sapovalov to develop into a player that you could see filling a roster spot in two years or three years. And again, if you have that pipeline going, you can continue to keep your window to win open. 
Sepavalov, Morozov, Brisson, we will talk uh, regardless of lights-out performance or not on Monday. We will uh, certainly cover their performances. Uh, Give me a name that you would like to talk about uh, guaranteed on Monday that we have to to get down. Is it Caden Korzak, uh, uh, Cheka, uh, uh, Ahak? Uh, Myself? Uh, I, I want to really uh, dive into uh, Patrick A and just see yeah. where he is at this, this next level. I think it's going to be fun to watch him at the professional prospect level coming off a 55-goal season. That would be my nomination to add him to the, the no-brainers of Brisson Morris of Sapovalo. Yeah, I, I don't really have a, a disagreement there with you on, on Patrick Gay, but I, I'll be different just for the sake of being different. Goaltending is going to be a big story this year. Uh, Jesper Vickman is, is somebody that I'm going to be very much clued in on. I, I was really impressed by him during development camp. I want to see what he brings to the table in these games. And, you know, goaltending for the Golden Knights, it, it was a question. Uh, it, it was It was a position without question going into this season. But now with the absence of Robin Leonard, Logan Thompson getting an opportunity, kind of the the change that you've seen, it it gives you maybe a little bit more uh, urgency, maybe is the word that to use, or at least uh, a little bit more intrigue into what you have in the prospect pool there. Isaiah Seville and Jesper Vickman are the two goaltenders for Vegas at this rookie tournament. So they'll each get a game, and I don't know whether they'll split the last one or not. Uh, Vickman has junior eligibility remaining with the Vancouver Giants, and given uh, the number of goaltenders that Vegas or Henderson do have going right down down to uh, Savannah and the Ghost Pirates in the ECHL, uh, Vickman uh, is a guy that uh, you would say would be structured towards returning to junior first 20 year old year i'm not making those decisions but i'm reading tea yeah. leaves uh but i in saying that i do i do want to uh pass along that there's been some really strong commentary about vickman in the hockey circles about his performance last year uh certainly in the playoffs and then what he did at the development camp this summer he left people very impressed with his game. Yeah. Yeah. I count me as one of them. Uh, just really calm, really controlled. Let the game come to him. Um, I- I'm very much looking forward to seeing him uh, when the intensity turns up a little bit more, right? It- it- it's a game type setting. You, you, it doesn't take long for those competitive juices to get going and, and the pride to get going and, and the desire and will to win to get going, and I want to see him in that setting. I can't wait. Uh, tomorrow the broadcast starts at 4 o'clock, and uh, then the puck drops just after 4.30 with Brian McCormick on Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights top prospects against those of the Arizona Coyotes. Remember, they had three draft picks uh, in the first round this year, so they have uh, they have a lot of young talent uh, coming uh, along with that organization, despite what the big club is doing. Uh, we are going to take a break. Coming up next, the final catching up with Chapman of the Week. How much can we irritate Ryan Wallace one more time? Stay with us. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So uh, a few things you guys talked about. I wanted to just input my two cents on uh, the the top five 
a guy who I think could sneak into that that top five goal scorer, Kyle Connor. Yes, he had a he, his numbers continued to just go up year after year after year. I think he's in the top five this year. Yeah, I mean, he had 47 goals last season. Certainly a guy. The problem is I don't know who I would take out because I... I I'm I taking Ovi out, but it doesn't never, mean that he's going to... Never, I, I'm, It just doesn't mean he's going he's to have a bad year. He just may not score 47. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, I, I, I think Kyle Connor is a guy who could slide in there. I was a bit surprised that Chris Kreider's name was not on there, and I, I saw Ryan tweet out that he, he just didn't think that he was going to be able to do what he did last year again and that, i think that's fair yeah um and uh, the guy i'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing in, in this little rookie tournament zach dean yep number one pick just two years ago and uh he had a pretty big season in the qmjhl last season so uh hopefully we, we get to see a little bit of zach dean and see what he can do you and i are connected right now yeah yeah that's awesome that's I'm good liking this yeah it's good vibes way better than <laughs> fighting all the time <laughs> i don't think we fight all the time but I mean, it's usually like uh, you and Lawless when you do the jousting. That's it, fighting. I no, that's 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 fight <laughs> that's, and over. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't, that's I don't borderline assault. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think Gary would disagree, but uh, I well, yeah, I, I I and I and I'm I am excited to see the goaltenders as well because I think that that's going to be cool as well to see uh, Seville who who is a southpaw, right? He is. So that'll that'll be very fun. Starts tomorrow. I'll be running the. I'll be. I'll be here in the studio, so uh, I'll get to listen to the games and and hear Brian, who who I, I love listening to Brian on the Silver Night games, and and I'm excited to hear him again. Uh, Brian McCormick with the call. Tomorrow's broadcast starts at four o'clock. The Vegas Golden Knights against the Arizona Coyotes on Fox Sports Las Vegas. That's game number one of the rookie tournament. The top prospects uh, taking on Los Angeles on Saturday afternoon, and then Anaheim on Monday afternoon, three games in four nights, and uh, a chance for all the scouts are there, managers there, uh, the Vegas, uh, the big teams, coaching staff are there. Uh, everybody's uh, under the microscope, and uh, there's no hiding if you play if you play bad, and you're going to get a chance to really catch some eyes if you play if you play good this weekend. Yeah, it's it's a big opportunity for a lot of these young players, and you know, again, you you want to show well you want to put your best foot forward but you know you're you're playing for your next shift you're playing for your next game that's really what it's about uh just a few years ago uh likes of nick suzuki was in this tournament uh and now he is the youngest captain in montreal canadians history got a chance to talk to him today uh as well i said what's the most goals he scored in a season and he said uh minor hockey we didn't keep track i'm like everybody keeps track Everybody keeps track. <laughs> Come on, for sure you kept track, but he he wouldn't he wouldn't share with me. He scored forty five once in junior, but uh, but we had a good talk about Vegas. He still loves it here. Uh, uh, very complimentary yep. about uh, to to the Golden Knights and uh, and what uh, uh, he experienced as a member of the organization uh, before being uh, dealt. Uh, but yeah, uh, they, they, it happens fast. Kids you see at this tournament become. Pretty big parts of your organization in a couple of years. Zach White Club. It's the best it's the best way to do it. Uh, have a good weekend, Ryan. You too, Darren. That was very formal, wasn't it? Wow. Uh, Chapman, work hard tomorrow. I will. Thanks for listening, everybody.